Today's Hope FM Breakfast Show is brought to you by Chester Pierce Funeral Service. For individual support as unique as your loved one, visit chesterpierce.com. Now, of course, many countries of the world have been impacted by uh, COVID-19. But COVID-19 isn't the only problems that nations have. And today, we want to turn our attention yet again to the country of Mozambique. Uh, and this, this particular uh, issue that we want to look at is, is leprosy. And, and more importantly, the eradication of leprosy. Now, here to help me uh, understand uh, what's happening in the country and what the leprosy mission are doing is uh, Chris Strata, who's the regional manager, South Central, uh, for uh, the leprosy mission. Uh, good morning to you, Chris. Good morning, Blair. Now, Mozambique, of course, uh, I mean, we're going to be talking about the challenges it has with leprosy, but, of course, that's not the only the only difficulties the country's suffering at the moment, is it? No, sure. And I'm sure many will have, have seen or read about it in the news and many of the challenges that there, there are in Mozambique at the moment, um, particularly might have heard about the, the militant assault on Palma in the north um, in Cabo Delgado State, which is, is one of the provinces where leprosy mission work um, and so of course yes really sad to hear about um, people being killed many people being displaced um, and i think for for people especially with leprosy we're so aware um, that people with leprosy can't always flee an attack um, they don't always have the financial means um, or their disabilities prevent them from from being able to escape and um and often people who are physically scarred by leprosy sadly are unwelcome in new communities as well. Um, so we're very aware of, of the need to, to do the very best we can to provide for those people affected by leprosy in the midst of, of violence and conflict. Um, and also to make sure that our, our staff who are based uh, further south in Pemba in Cabo Delgado, that they are um, looked after and, and safe too. And we do, of course, have emergency plans in place if things should escalate and we, we need to provide a, a way for them to, to move, for example, further south um, into Mozambique where things at the moment are, are safer and more stable into another state that we work in there in Zambezia, which is more in the, the centre of the country. So uh, really, really sad and challenging times, but we're so grateful that in the midst of that, um, there is so much hope that can be brought to reach out to people affected by leprosy and bring them transformation from a disease that um, that really does so much damage, both physically and emotionally. Chris, how prevalent is leprosy in Mozambique? Mm, sure. So um, every year there are about uh, 2,500 new cases of leprosy. Um, but we estimate that for every one person we find with leprosy, there are probably up to 20 more. Um, and the reason for that is um, the stigma that surrounds the disease means that people are often too afraid to come forwards and admit that they have leprosy. People don't always realize that leprosy is curable with um, antibiotics, multi-drug therapy. And so it's, it's so important to educate people and help them to realize, look, this is a medical problem. This is not a curse. This is not something that is highly contagious that you need to fear. Um, and that's part of our work is going out to educate people and to take the cure, this multi-drug therapy, for those who need it so badly. 
Of course, as you said there, that often, and particularly in the past, people with leprosy would have been seen very much as untouchables. And in fact, in Jesus' day, they, they were put into, into separate communities where they then caused deep fear. Of course, today, a great deal has been done to combat that, even though, of course, there's still that fear that you talked about a moment or two ago. Mm, absolutely. Um, and that's really key to what we're trying to do at the moment is to be able to go into rural areas and to, to educate people um, about leprosy. And one way that we've, we've done that is through buildings called community hubs. So they're places where people can come to um, and they can, can learn about leprosy and they can receive the, the help they need. But also we can educate people to then go out into even more rural communities and to take that news further. And so we work through uh, community volunteers and through local traditional health workers as well and to get the word out about leprosy because breaking down stigma will really only happen if people understand the, the truth about leprosy. And we, we do see um, a lot of sadness and lives torn apart because people misunderstand leprosy. I mean, the, an example of that is um, a wonderful lady called Maria and, and she's the now the president of the leprosy group in her village. But she, she had a really um, sad story. Um, when she got leprosy, um, she, um, she found out through a local community volunteer, which was really helpful to know. Um, but actually, um, her husband was so afraid of her leprosy because he still struggled to understand what that would mean. He worried, would he catch it from her? Um, what would happen to her? He'd seen other people thrown out of their villages because of leprosy. And he was fearful for him and, and their whole family. And so really sadly overcome by worry, he went out to work one day and never came back. And so Maria was left with their, their son, who was nine at the time. And, um, and she shared her husband's fears with, with a community volunteer. And that person put her mind at rest and they dispelled those myths about leprosy. And of course, it doesn't take away that sadness that Maria has, but, um, but she has been able to, to learn about the disease and she's worked with her neighbours now and through her own pain. She's felt, helped others to feel that unconditional love um, in the community. And she's passed on knowledge and skills that means that, that other women um, won't have to, to face that kind of sad situation. And so, yes, uh, education um, is so important to, to combat stigma that does ruin relationships, education opportunities and work. And we, we're so grateful to be able to reach out and show people that the love of Jesus in that way. And of course that story about Maria there puts a human face on everything that you're dealing with, both the, both the suffering but also the hope. And there are lots of Marias that you've been working with, aren't there? Oh, absolutely, yes. And that's not a story that we've, we've heard for the first time, sadly. People are um, often filled with that kind of fear of um, what will the future look like for me and, and for those around me. And, and that will only change with education. I mean, one, one person that we've, um, we've come across recently that, um, that had a similar ex experience in terms of uh, facing a real, um, I suppose, being ostracized from the community was um, a lady called Zaina. And she, when people realized she had leprosy, they banished her because there was that huge fear uh, through the whole community. And when, when she was in the forest, Someone from the village then came and took her three-year-old son away from her. And, and so you can really imagine how, how she felt in that situation, hard to imagine perhaps. But in that position of despair, 
Um, a kind stranger found Zina in the forest and he built her a hut for shelter and took her to a place where she could get the cure for leprosy. And meanwhile, uh, volunteers, leprosy mission workers, went to her village and they told people about leprosy and said, look, there are these tablets, these antibiotics, you don't need to fear this anymore. And thankfully the village believed them, took that on board, and Zion was able to return to her village. And it's a wonderful story of forgiveness, really, that she was willing to do that um, and show such kindness to people who had hurt her so badly. Um, and more than that, she now gives her time to reach out to others and to tell them about leprosy. Um, she really wants their future to look so different from her past. And we hear so many stories of, of restoration and redemption like that. Um, and it's a real privilege to, to hear those stories and to do our very best to, to support people like Zaina who have felt the scars of leprosy but are wanting to transform those into healing for others. Hope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. Well, of course, that's a wonderful track there from Stuart Tynan, Hard Deep the Father's Love for Us. And, of course, this morning in the company of, of uh, Chris Strata, the regional manager of South Central for the Leprosy Mission, we're, we've been learning about how that, uh, that real love is expressed through the Leprosy Mission with the real task of, of eradicating uh, leprosy in Mozambique. And, of course, that isn't going to happen uh, overnight Chris it, it's a longer term strategy isn't it mm, absolutely um, and that's why we're so passionate to have uh, leprosy change makers um, that over the long term are able to, to bring lasting transformation to Mozambique um, leprosy is a, a strange disease it can survive in the body um, for up to 20 years sometimes before people show symptoms and so it's so important that we can find people in communities that can get the cure to them and, and make sure that people don't pass on leprosy to others, but also that, um, that they themselves um, stay, what, stay as well as they can and um, are able to live a life to all its fullness, a, a life free of disability and discrimination. Um, and we've seen that, that once people do have um, those challenges, uh, life can be very different. Um, but remarkably, there's, there's still so much strength um, in the, the wonderful people that we meet and work with these, these leprosy change makers bringing long lasting change and an example of, of someone like that is, is a great guy called Mario um, he's been volunteering for 15 years um, as a result really of his own experience of leprosy so about 30 years ago Mario found out that he had leprosy um, he noticed patches on his skin which are an early sign of leprosy um, and he also saw a, a wound um, that had happened because he had lost feeling in that part of the body and hadn't realized that he was getting injured there. That's what leprosy does. It stops you feeling pain and it's easy to get injured. And so Mario's family took him to a traditional healer and they gave him local medicine. Sadly, it didn't make a difference. And by the time Mario got to hospital, the wounds on his hands had caused too much damage and, and sadly he lost his fingers. Um, but Mario's own experiences of leprosy um, remarkably haven't stopped him. Uh, they've actually inspired him. And um, he's a wonderful guy. He visits little um, villages near him. He takes leaflets about leprosy. Um, he's got great leadership skills that he, he puts into action um, to try and do everything he can to make people feel part of their community, both those with leprosy who might seem on the edge um, and others. And 
he works in partnership with local leaders to, to visit homes, hold village meetings, and people are taught about leprosy through song, dance, and drama, um, because about half of people in Mozambique can't read or write, and it's really important to teach them in other ways. And he, his message is a simple one. He says to people, don't take any more time. Come forward, get the cure for leprosy. And I wasn't able to get that in time, but you can. And so he's a, a voice for change, and he, he's known for lifting the spirits of everyone around him through these these songs and dance and drama that he, he leads. He really knows how to bring people together. And actually, I think that, that's key to bring lasting change in Mozambique. And um, that community spirit um, with, with education is so important. Now, in order to make a real difference to so many people, you know, uh, like, like Martin, in the company of, of, of Mozambique, uh, there's this wonderful opportunity through the, uh, what, what's been called the unconditional appeal, and also the fact uh, that the, the government uh, have pledged to match pound for pound uh, every, every person who, well, every, every pound uh, will be matched by another pound by the wonderful people in our government. And of course, that will be used to establish what you're calling these change maker hubs. How's the appeal been going? Mm, thanks. Um, yes, we're really encouraged by people's kindness, but of course, there's still still a long way to go and, and, and more that can be done to work towards building these community hubs. Um, and we're, we're so excited to be able to be doing that. Um, and our vision really is that we will have these community hubs, places where people like Mario and others will, will come to to teach the people there about leprosy, um, often using multimedia as well as, as song, dance and drama, but also so that the training people receive there will, will be able to be dispersed wide across Mozambique. And it would be wonderful to see that sort of ripple effect of healing and change for people with leprosy. Um, and people might be, be thinking, okay, what, um, what, what will it take for this to, to happen? And people might think it sounds, this sounds too, too big um, for me, but the, the thing I'm so often encouraged by is the knowledge that 24 pounds cures a person of leprosy. And so at the moment, thanks to the UK government matching, a gift of 24 pounds would cure two people of leprosy, it would mean that two people like Mario can be found early enough before they develop disabilities before they face stigma and discrimination in the way that Zina did or face relationship breakdown like Maria because of leprosy. And so it's, it's a real privilege and pleasure to be able to, um, to seek to find um, each and every individual that we can in Mozambique with leprosy. And we, we hope and pray that these community hubs and the leprosy change makers who are trained there will work towards this lasting change. And the, the last day to give is the 24th of April, which is this Saturday. So we've got so it's five a, a days. <laughs> five days left. Absolutely. <laughs> five, That's right. Five um, days to make a difference. But of course, that, that is wonderful because whatever a gift, whether small or a bit larger, of course, that will be doubled uh, and make a very real difference. It all comes down, doesn't it, to to people, to human beings, and uh, and to being able to make a difference. And then, of course, that broader strategy that you have eventually to eradicate uh, leprosy as far as possible in the, in the country of Mozambique. Now, if people wanted to stand shoulder to shoulder with you, and even though time is short uh, to, to give to the campaign, what, what should they do, Chris? Mm, sure. 
if people are online, um, it would be great if you would go to unconditionalappeal.org.uk. That's unconditionalappeal.org.uk. And there you can read more stories, um, like the ones that I've been talking about this morning, real-life stories of people with leprosy who have inspired me so much. Um, And also you can give on on that website. There's a way to give online. Um, And please give what, what you feel able to to transform lives, just like Mario's. Um, you might prefer to give over the phone and you can call the leprosy mission on 017-33-370-505. That's 017-33-370-505. And, um, and do get in touch with us. I'd love to, to hear from you personally, to hear your story um, as well. Um, what a privilege to be able to bring lasting change um, to a country that is um, facing such challenges but yet to to bring words of life and hope and physical change in the name of Jesus. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.